So uh, we're fresh out of good weeks of practices for the year. Well, I mean, spring football. But, I, that, but that's I next for year. The, for the year, not for the school year. Oh, yeah. Yep. So that that's how I thought I'd start off by saying, yeah, 258 days away from the next kickoff of a Husker football season. And why is it that many days? Because we didn't make a bowl game because we lost at home to Iowa. We could have shortened it to like 220. We could have. We very well could have. When you think about it, someday, some one fine day, we're going to shorten that to like almost... 182? What is the national championship from kickoff of the next year? Okay, national championship, it's always the second Monday in January. Okay. So, January... It's always like the last week of August. Yes. So, roughly, that's like... We'll count that first week. So, there's three weeks of January, Mm -hmm. February, March, March, April, May, June, July, and August. August... And it's like three weeks of August. Yes, and then final week, they sandwich a week zero on a Saturday. But but we don't kick off week zero, we kick off the next week, so we're probably kicking off first week of September next year. Okay, so it is like eight months. Yep. <laughs> this is what drives me crazy about college football. It's so short. It's ethereal almost. So, yeah, the thing about college football is that you're just so immersed for 14 weeks and then when it's over it's like over there's only so much like when a baseball season ends like when when my yankees lost in october this year like pitchers and catchers is like in february so i have like i don't even know if i have a hundred days before i start reading about the yankees again Mm -hmm. for the huskers i have 281 days of anticipation for the next year. What, and, about, what about recruiting? Signing days. Oh yeah, isn't it? S- signing days big, but none of those players have ever stepped foot on a college football field. So all of that is just even further in the future talk. So and then you get to talk a little bit about college football around the draft. Oh yeah, because you talk about the year that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll do a Huskers in the draft special once we get yes, there, probably. Because I think we might have two or three that get drafted this year. I think. I think we easily have three that go to the NFL somehow. Yeah. I don't know if they all three get drafted or if one gets picked up as a free agent. Like, it's just so hard to tell. Mm-hmm. And there's so much politics that go into it. And, you know, it's going to depend on what teams need and what they think of us. And if... Not having a bowl game hurts them. Oh, yes. It really does. Um, from an optics of the program kind of situation to a... You get slightly less exposure in front of scouts who are making last-minute decisions, that mm-hmm. hurts. Especially since this is the... For a graduating senior this year, who, let's say, is, has spent all uh, four years on the Husker program, they've only made one bowl game their whole tenure. And that was like likely when they were a sophomore, and they didn't even play much that year. Right. So... No, wait, no, it would have been them as a freshman. Because we didn't make a bowl last year or the year before that. Yeah, would have been them as a freshman. Either true or redshirt. Yeah. Yeah, would would be the last time. We're we're getting we're getting way far afield of what we. Yeah, this is are trying to talk about. Yeah, now this we're is just the B block. Stressed out, and depressed. 
but there was a football game that just happened this Saturday. So why should we focus on the stuff that isn't football right now? The team had arguably their best performance of the year in the second half. And I couldn't be more disappointed with how it you ended. You say arguably, I say easily. Like, honest to goodness, that's the best we've looked. Um, I, I think even in the first half, we played pretty okay. It was by far not our our worst. So, I... Yeah, just take off those two enormous runs Iowa had. And we didn't play bad. We just had... Brain farts at the worst moments. We gave up explosive plays against Iowa, which is not the kind of thing you want to do because they don't give up many of those. But we also created those. It was it was such... Uh, I think the only way, because I've seen a lot of the coverage tie in the last game to kind of the whole season yes. really, really well. And I think that it was, at the end of the day, when you take a step back, a really good microcosm of what we've been talking about all year, mm-hmm. particularly the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, and the last drive. There's quarterback <sighs> confusion involved. There's some play calling horse crap that's going on. Um, and at the end of the day, I might be oversaying it here, but there was one thing on that final drive that got in the way more than anything else. Not, not when Iowa had the ball, but when Nebraska had the ball after the fumble, two minutes to go, there was one thing that stood in the way, I think more than anything else, getting from, from Nebraska and winning that game in regulation. And that was Scott Frost. Pause for bold moment. Yep. Okay, defend this, because I'm interested. Are you? Okay, go ahead, bud. Go ahead. Okay. I'm listening. So we were moving the ball pretty dang well. Like, it seemed like this was now or never, and the team got on Iowa's side of the field. And then oh, a block in the back call that I did not agree with, but I think Mike Williams needs, he should have known better than to oh, do yeah. something that sketchy. Because when in doubt, the ref is going to throw that flag. Absolutely. So that's bad. And it pushes us back at like the 45 or the, or the 40-ish. Mm-hmm. And Frost is like, well, let's go overtime. Instead of trying to get down the field again, he, he conservatively play called. He called like quarterback run, Adrian Martinez. And Martinez didn't even know that we were playing for overtime. He ran out of bounds, stopping the clock. Yeah. And then it's a third and 17. The clock's already stopped. Iowa has a timeout. They're going to use it. Take a shot. The worst thing that happens is an interception, and they get the ball exactly where we would have punted it to them at. I, okay, I'm going to have to cover this as you're speaking. That's, that's playing hold scared. On, hold on. I'm about to do my best Stephen A. Smith impression. Okay. You're telling me that you, Justin Slipichka, I have now deemed at playing the role of Scott Frost. Yes. You are going to take either, here are your options, here are your options. The guy who has thrown more picks than he did last year for you as your starting quarterback by far and made terrible decisions that we have complained about every single week. We complained about bad quarterbacking decisions on the wins, Justin. You've got him. 
You've got Luke McCaffrey, who say what you will about what you think he is as a quarterback and as a young talent. He's not a known quantity yet. And then Noah Vedrill, who... Vedrill, I think you have to assume there is a reason that he has rubbed the bench all year. Even as Amart struggled, you have to think that either Amart beat him so soundly in the spring in that quarterback spat that they had last year. I don't know, but there's got to be some reason that he's not playing more snaps. And you want to take a shot in a rivalry game against a very good defense with one of those three guys? Absolutely not. I would much rather try and go into overtime in that situation than take a shot from that 13-17. I would agree if we had another week left. If we had another opponent the following week that we could play for ball eligibility on, but no. There's literally one minute of time left in our season. You have to leave everything out there. What, what, what do you gain from playing scared in that situation? Like, he would have gotten lampooned if we'd done the opposite. Like He just absolutely would not be able to show his face in public. If, there, if, if Adrian had thrown a pick there, you know, that would be, first of all, a huge confidence blow to what apparently is your college's star quarterback. You know, and a huge knock on your credibility in late game decisions, which Scott has not been awesome at throughout the year. I don't know, man. That's just crazy to me. But here's the like, first of all, what this gets at is it's a damn hard job. It is not easy to be um, the coach of this program for a million different reasons. And this is run of the mill coach stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do think, though. I wouldn't have put the ball in his hands that late after the year that he's had. Think about, what does that take more than anything in the world? I would argue that, yeah, of course it requires athleticism. But there are some quarterbacks who are less athletic than the average quarterback who are just clutch because they have all the confidence in the world in themselves at the end of the game to make the right decision, to find their guy, to read the routes well, and figure out what the hell to do. I cannot think of someone I trust almost less in a kind of two-minute drill situation in college football right now, in a Power 5 school. How many times have we seen him when it seems like he's got all the time in the world to think and relatively low pressure in the middle of a game make bad decisions? I would not trust his decision-making there. Now maybe you put in McCaffrey, but we, that, that, we don't that, see that, what that's happens my at second all these good point. weeks of practice. I don't know. But McCaffrey got in for one play, basically, and threw a touchdown pass. Yeah. And then he decided, well, that's enough. Yeah, that was frustrating. That, that was, was frustrating. I, I get that it probably kind of worked because the defense wasn't expecting him. So we put him in on another play, and he gained, like, he had a very impressive scramble on a play where Adrian would have taken a sack. Yes. And had Mike Williams not made that totally unnecessary block in the back, he would have parked us at a third and five yeah. on their side of the field mm-hmm. with a team that actually has a competent kicker for once in the year. Yeah. So It would have been over. 
if, if that block in the back call hadn't happened, mm-hmm. our, our game would have been done. Um, so, based on those two plays we saw McCaffrey in, what had Adrian done all game that was as memorable or even as, as close to good as those two plays? He maybe had two plays off his own the entire game that were as productive as what McCaffrey was doing. No, those those plays are very clearly designed specifically for McCaffrey. Scott's calling his number less often. He's, you know, I've never quarterbacked a full game, but I imagine that doing it snap after snap after snap after snap is probably really hard. And I would imagine that coming off the bench, as it is in almost any other sport, sure, you've got the worry of, you know, you're not in a rhythm, but you've got a play designed for you. You've got a job to do. Just get out there and get it done. I don't know. I think that McCaffrey was set out to look really good in this game. I think that has kind of screwed himself from that respect because, and I think what this all builds to, if there's not an open and honest conversation in the spring about who the best quarterback in Lincoln, Nebraska is right now, including I think we just got a four-star commit at quarterback. Yeah, we've been, we've got like three four-stars, like either visiting or have committed, not just at quarterback, so. Right. Well, I think we'll have a fairly decent recruiting class. Oh, it's shaping up to be top 25 to to the 25 to 20 range which would be exactly where we want to land as far as rankings right oh oh not next year yes like eventually absolutely right that's the long-term goal yeah if if football was won based on the talent on the field that's where we would be once these guys graduate right um and that's what that's what a recruiting class has to give you the chance to do Mm -hmm. so i think we can be happy with um that situation but that aside these guys have to have an open competition oh absolutely. i don't think that there's anyone on that roster at quarterback right now that i definitely want to say oh we we won't use them next year you know uh now i i don't know that you want to be the team that uh you know um plays two quarterbacks because that sounds terrible and scary yeah. Um, but maybe? I, I think we could at least maybe tried that because we, we kind of did that against Indiana. Uh-huh. And we did it for a couple games in, under the Pelini era with uh, RK3 and Tommy Armstrong before That's Armstrong m- emerged head and shoulders as the clear candidate. Mm-hmm. And then again, we were having those games in like the cupcake portion of our schedule. Right. And if, aside from Northwestern, which... That game was an experience. So, uh, my, my happiest moment as an Oscar fan, hands down, I think, um, was that game. <laughs> Which is sad because when you look at the whole history of the program, it's practically a footnote. <laughs> but um, when you look at the decade, though, that's, oh, that's the decade. That's a highlight. That's a highlight. I mean, if we had won that uh, Big Twelve game against Texas. Well, that was 09, oh, I, I believe yeah, that, that I was 09. Yeah, that was the decade before. Mm-hmm. But that would have been a better moment. Oh, absolutely. It would have been oh. our first since 99. So which would make this our second straight decade without winning a conference championship. So, um... I yeah. don't even... I don't even know. I don't even know. But the team as a whole finished the year better than they started. Yep. 
But it just well, that's that's the that's the bare minimum. Yes. If we really thought we'd gone backwards throughout the year, come on. Like think about the kind of conversation we'd have to be having. And I think that extra win like kind of helps a lot in that regard, but still it's not 6. It's not the magic mark. Well, we had I think just take the wins out of it and think about the moments. So from all the coverage I've read and the things that I've looked at, the stats as a whole, which I don't want to dig into because that gets boring quick, but stats as a whole say we had a marginally better season by most metrics. We went backwards in a few. We made leaps and bounds in a few others. Kind of what you would expect by watching this season. But I think this, this one felt better. Not really, oh, in my abso- opinion. Oh, absolutely. Colorado, we really almost had them, which was true last year. Yes, yes it was. But, like, I even more so this year. We dominated that first half. I think but I didn't emerge from the Colorado game as hopeful as I did the year before. Because the year before, we came inches away from winning that Colorado game, and we just didn't. But I'm just thinking after the game... A, I can't believe we lost that, and B, we're so close. We just need to close this gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we, then this year, it felt for all the life of us for that first half that we had closed that gap. Yeah. And it super turned out that we super hadn't, so that yeah. was not awesome. Yeah. But... So so that's a way lower low for me. And when we, I guess. And when we lost closely at Iowa last year, and I finish that was eerily similar to this year's mm-hmm. yeah that is weird yeah um, yeah so when we lost that game it was still the feeling you, you got wasn't how we're feeling this year of the can't believe we lost to iowa again everybody screwed up so much why can't we just make one play it was we are just so dang close if we if we keep this attitude up next year who we we we're gonna be ranked no that's not at all what happened. I think we kind of drank the Kool-Aid a bit too much, and then we cooled down a bit after Colorado, Ohio State, Minnesota brought we us back down. to earth. Oh, and then, and then, the and then Purdue, Purdue got us to like ice. Yeah, Purdue game was bad. The Purdue game was the low point of the season. We talked mm-hmm. about it as rock bottom, and even though this was disappointing, oh, it's Purdue not the Purdue game. game. No. Purdue game just sucked out loud. Because because this team that showed up in the Iowa game wipes the floor with the Purdue team. The game that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the game we just played. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wisconsin game, the, almost any other game we played this year. Yes. Because, wipes the floor with the Purdue team. Yeah, and we did. We, we were down 17-3 to a top 25 program, and we made it a tie football game in the fourth quarter. That's, that's something that any coach... In the country would be like proud of their team doing, mm-hmm. but the thing is, we almost came back too fast. If if that makes sense, because we just went big play, big play, big play. We were tied, and then we just hit a wall where we just could not get that instant rhythm back until they fumbled, and then even then the penalty and the play calling took that back. I see what you're saying. I think it's very easy to want to manipulate that. I don't know. You just got to go out and play the game. I think that gets a little mm-hmm. overcomplicated. I <sighs> The specifics of the game are frustrating. I think we covered those. Yes. I'm going to... Let's... Do, 
I think we can do a fairly tacky ESPN esque thing. Okay. To, to to get through the next segment, what are the three things you want to see from Husker football next year that you didn't see this year? A bowl game. Okay. Yeah. Is that all three things for you? You're just listing a bowl a game. A quarter. <laughs> quarterback play that doesn't render complaints every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least renders less complaints. I might even settle for different complaints. <laughs> um, and no more swing passes. To oh my god! Especially not calling. swing passes to tight ends. <gasps> Screen pass, swing pass, whatever you want to call it. I hate them. I hate them. I think they're the worst thing about college football. I do not see why they work. At best. They're a pickup of like four yards. Have you ever in your life, in a game that was not a total mismatch, on a play that was not a total fluke, seen a screen pass for a pickup of like 20 yards, let alone a touchdown? Unless the player catching the screen pass is somebody really special. Yeah, Johnny Rogers or something. Yes. Like, oh God. The, The sheer... Frustration of it. Now, I, I, from from a theoretical football standpoint, I understand that doing that forces a defense to go out wide, mm-hmm. which is a thing that they do not like to do, especially in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So I think this is former Oregon offensive coordinator mm-hmm. Scott Frost saying, hey, these guys don't, you know... You know, adapt to the outside well. Let's throw one, you know, to the left to friggin' stroll. And let's see uh, let's see how that goes. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. I, I see how it might set up other things, but it never seems like we we hit no. a big play after that. Because I, did, I did, was not in the stadium for these plays, but I did, just listening on the radio, first half, we ran, like, a sideways pass every first down, and we never gained yardage from it. Mm-mm. We were always operating out of a second and 12 or a second and 17. Mm-hmm. And we didn't did really we... learn until late second half. When... Did, did we learn? Did we realistically? Uh, yeah, not really, because we just switched it to run up the middle. Let's let's have Diedrich for one and a half. Which is a better strat. Yes. By far, because sometimes it's actually Diedrich for eight, Diedrich for nine. Absolutely. We occasionally move the damn football. The O-line's run blocking up the middle has gotten so much better. It's not amazing, but it's so much better. Yes. Because we couldn't do what, what we did in the Iowa game running up the middle wasn't impressive by any means, but we performed better against the stout defense of Iowa than we did against the porous flea bags of south alabama yes yeah that has gotten better um there's a lot of things that have improved it's just here's the thing if we'd won that game which we damn near did yeah we would be having a totally different conversation today so it's unfair to scott and the entire team if things were different they'd be different (laughs) well i because well that's basically all we do (laughs) no absolutely but like you're right. If things were different, they'd be different. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But like, but I'm saying they were so close to being different mm-hmm. 
And normally they are further away from being different. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If we just... if Because I, I think if we would have gone to overtime, we would have won that game. I think we've done enough to shake off mm-hmm. the Colorado Demons. I think that we probably could have put it in the end zone. Yeah, we could have either done that... Or I honestly think we could have forced another turnover. Cause that, yeah, because... Because that defense was so hungry. Mm-hmm. Because, they showed up, man. Like, and, until the final drive, there. where I think... Iowa might have had us right where they wanted us on that final drive mm-hmm. because all second half, they had just the most dink and dunk offense. They weren't doing anything. They weren't taking the shots. They weren't doing nothing. And we were just stopping them every single time because that, that's what Iowa does. They will three yards in the cloud of dust you to death. They will use their tight ends like Randy Moss. And yeah. yeah. Yep. And then that final drive, they had so so much further to go than they had previously that opened up a greater a section of their playbook that we just weren't prepared for. No. Yeah, we were not. So not I don't know if that right. was intentional or just accidental from Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa coaching staff, but either way, that, that chess move paid off yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, I think next year I definitely need to see play calling that makes a little bit mm-hmm. more sense to me and maybe it's uh it's new we're trying a lot of different things scott's a young coach and their schemes are always a little bit more eclectic mm-hmm. that's the thing it feels like there are some guiding principles but it's not a bible yet scott frost doesn't have a definitive coaching style in my mind yet and maybe that's what i'm hungry for maybe at the end of the day that's what I really want to see is like, here's, because that's what we had when we were a dynasty. I think that's how almost every dynasty, mm-hmm. even look, look at this iron bowl. Oh yeah. Auburn. That is such a Gus Malzahn play. Oh. And when like, you know that, you know that cause you've seen the kick six, you know that cause you've seen Auburn play over the years. Not especially I think against Saban because yes. that coaching rivalry is Insane. underrated. Did you know that in the years Alabama beats Auburn, they are, like, significantly better than in the years where they... Oh, yeah. Like, like it's not it, even an indicator... It's, like, an indicator of whether or not they win their bowl game. Oh, how yeah. How the fans feel. Like, it, even though Alabama has gone on to do such big things, that game still means so much. Oh, yes. There. Yeah. In years when Auburn goes into the Iron Bowl with nine wins... Or more. Oh, since is... since Saban has been the coach there, they have won every single time. Yeah, this is the stat that I, I remember hearing. So it... and, and and as Bomani Jones point pointed out, a very interesting point. Watch let Saban do that again next year and see how that goes with Alabama fans. Uh, oh, you like call like call out play. Or or just lose to Auburn again. I Saban's done. Like Saban, Saban is he can live there and never get better and not change anything forever. He is set. Okay. He's made. Yeah. There's no way. Don't no. give me that crap. Okay. He's gonna be 85 and they're gonna drag his old, you know, riddled mind out of there like Lou Holtz from Notre Dame, and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. But back to the season uh, recap and. One, one like, final point I guess I'll make because I think it sums it up better than what I was saying. Uh, next year, I want a moment in the season 
that gives me greater joy than watching them run out of the tunnel for the first time. I know. Because that has been the loudest I've heard the crowd, well, until the Iowa game, but that crowd noise got silenced real quick. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, year one against Akron, I've literally never heard the stadium that that loud when as it was when Coach Frost ran out of the tunnel for the very first time. And then the game got canceled and blah, 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 blah. First year happened. And then the next year, we're all riding high because we finished 4-2. We almost beat two ranked teams at the end of the year. We are ranked to start the season. And then when Frost runs out of the tunnel, and, what, and all of our minds is thinking, this is going to be an easy beat em down game. This is the year the ship gets right. Because that's what we kind of told ourselves over the 280-day offseason. And then it just never brought as much joy as it did in that moment. And going into this next year, I can honestly say that I, I still love Husker football pretty much more than anything, you know, sports-related. But this is, like, the least amount of not hype because I, I'll get excited for the season regardless of what the team is. But this is the lowest sort of expectations for a season I have had. Hope. I have less hope. Yeah, less hope for this 2020 season than I have had since maybe mid-Callahan years. And even then, the fan base was still excited because of the recruiting rankings he was pulling in. Yeah, even Mike Riley's final year, the year where the team literally admitted that they gave up on him. I don't know if they actually admitted that. I, uh, I, 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 in a style of play, si- admit things, because if it can, I, 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 I was reading Sipple's column, and he said that players have even admitted it, so I'll take his word for it, and not because I don't know who, who the players I were. I don't think that, like, this, this, especially at the end of but, the year, but even that year, a lot more fight than yeah. Mike Riley. Used. Oh, absolutely. Like, as he said, in the, as I think anyone should be thinking we're at least trying you know this is light years ahead of where mike riley was oh absolutely that's why the comparison even scared me like yeah i don't necessarily think that that's because going into mike riley's final year we were coming off a year where we were like nine and four that was that was the standard of bo pelini and that was riley's final year where he had bo's recruits to do things with Mm -hmm. so even then I was still very excited because I had no reason to believe that he would jump off a cliff this or that early mm-hmm. in the year. But this year, this coming year, after coming off of a four-win season and a five-win season, I'm just praying that we scrape to six. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool to get to six. It's a tough schedule. Oh, yeah. It's um, super front-loaded, too. It's an incredibly tough conference. We played Cincinnati in the preseason, right? Which sucks. Yeah, because they're playing for the American this week. And they gave Ohio State a better fight than we did. So, And South Dakota State almost got Minnesota this year. Why do we start against Purdue? I really don't have a good answer for that, but we just do. We super do. Yep. And then we don't really... Yeah, and then it goes... Oh, I guess it... You know, it goes th- three... Don't we normally have four preseason games? No. No, I guess we only have three. We, we've, Central... we've had three since Maryland and Rutgers joined the conference. Mm-hmm. We we lost to Purdue this year. 
Yes. So the, put that into the toss-up category. Central Michigan, we should get. We should get. MAC teams are always unpredictable year to year. Yes. Because Northern Illinois literally won the darn thing last year, and this year they couldn't win against a bunch of paper bags, you know? You've just got to think that so, that's, a, that's probably a win. That's probably a win. I know I know, we're down on ourselves, but that's probably a win. South Dakota State, do we have to put that into toss-up at this point? I think so, because South Dakota State lost only by one possession to Maryland. They lost by, I believe, 10 to North Dakota State. Wait, but we, 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 we lost to Maryland? South Dakota State lost to Maryland this year? No, I said... Where did you hear Maryland? Or are you looking at their schedule? Did you just say Maryland? I said North Dakota State, who are like the kings of the FCS. Like, the gold standard by which all FCS programs are measured. I've just seen a ghost, and that ghost is named Maryland. <laughs> also, we don't finish the year against Iowa next year, which is Thanks, Icorst, not. But, like, you... Black Friday against Iowa... It's becoming a tradition. It's becoming a tradition, and that was my first Iowa game in Memorial, and that felt special. Oh, yeah. I, it's I, really It's cool. so intense. It's, yeah. I, I wish I wish I could have, like, I, you know, I wish I could have found you for that second half. Oh, yeah. That was super fun. Uh, the only thing that came close was the Colorado game last year. Yeah. Because I just sensed that with the opposing fans and players, there's just so much anger. Northwestern's funky. The crowd's always into the Northwestern game. The crowd's super into it, but we don't. But that's not because it's Northwestern. That's because the game itself is always funky. That's true. Um, no matter the Miami, teams that are out. When we played yeah. Miami, that was awesome. That Miami. was super intense. I don't think either of us were in the crowd for that one. Were you? That was the night of homecoming. Yeah, it was. Year. But just watching, just watching it, and talking to my friends who were at that game. Yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, that's that the was feeling you want during rivalry week. And that is not a feeling I don't think we'll ever get with Minnesota. No. Also, it means we'll end with a loss. Um, yeah. There's no like way Iowa, we... Colorado, you Miami, or Oklahoma. Those are who we should be playing on Black Friday. Okay. Teams that make so, us feel that. I even take Wisconsin. All right. So then we have... I feel like Wisconsin-Minnesota is far more right for them. You know what? To win... Next year, we basically have to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have to go six for our first seven. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, there's no, because, or, or at least five for our first seven, and you get a loss to, but even that, yeah. five for our first seven, and then pick off. Iowa or Wisconsin. Yeah, but, ju- okay. just read off the names of the final five teams we play. I don't want to. That. Okay, Ohio State, probably reigning national champion or at least national finalist. Ohio State. Because it's not Bama this year. I'm gonna say right now. Boom. Right now, I am excited for the Nick in what over a month that gets to watch the national championship between OSU and LSU because that is going to be a hard burn. It's going to be such a good game because right now, what I mean, you've got to imagine those two are going to be the one and two seed. Yeah, they're going to be one, two, doesn't matter what order. Whoever's two, 
has to beat Clemson. Has to beat Clemson. Who's ever won has to beat whichever the committee prefers between Utah and Oklahoma. Right now, it's looking like Utah, but it could very well be Oklahoma if they dominate in the conference championship but game. But LSU will probably wallop. Yeah, probably. Even though I'd say don't sleep on Utah. They're not. They're 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 not going to win. They're not going to win the playoff, but they will keep it within two scores to whoever the one seed oh, is. Within two scores, that's fine. I don't. Care. Yeah. Okay, then, Penn State. <laughs> is this the... I did not expect that. I thought we played Michigan next year. Nope. Penn State's so much more frightening as a football team. Iowa, right? Oh, I don't like Iowa. I don't like Iowa. Wisconsin, I don't like Wisconsin. Uh, and Minnesota. I don't like Minnesota. I don't like them, but I don't have hatred for them. I'm getting there. Their fans were annoying this year. I am glad that they did not win the West. I wanted them to. No, I don't like that they're the darling child. Minnesota had the season I wanted to have this year, damn it. Okay, and so that's, that's true. I but I like seeing them time. live their dreams. I wanted them to go to the no, Rose Bowl and get absolutely walloped by Oregon. I wanted that. That would have been fun. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably going to be a Whiskey Oregon Rose Bowl. That'll be fun. That'll be or, okay. Or a Penn State Oregon Rose Bowl. If if they don't want to shove a three loss Wisconsin in there. It depends on how Wisconsin plays in Oh yeah, week. that's true. If it's if I it's, imagine next week we're probably gonna break down conference championships. Yes. So yeah, next year's gonna be a real hoot. But thankfully there is a season that's still going on right hear, now. Hear me out. Okay. I was gonna transition, but I'll hear you out. No, because now I've got a thought. Okay. We beat Purdue. Yes, that's one one. Let's say we get the next two. That, this is the most optimistic version of next year. We're a three-win team going in against Cincinnati. It will be a scrap. Oh, absolutely. But let's say we pull through. Or just maybe we say we just barely lose to Cincinnati. Okay. So we're three and one. But like, let's say it's at least a close game. Yes. Then it's Northwestern. Always a toss-up. It's at Ryan Field, which doesn't help. But... At this point, we feel okay. We yeah, already got one conference win. And Northwestern voodoo always seems to favor us. It falls on our... It does always seem to fall on our side. Uh, then Illinois, who we built, who we beat this year. This but is, who this... improved significantly after we yes, beat them. But we are presuming that we are getting better between now and next year for my kind of a big presumption but pie in the sky we do basically what i'm saying is if we get those first six if we go into that run with six wins under our belt who's who's after illinois almost beat iowa this year after illinois is rutgers will beat rutgers thank you Jesus, we play Rutgers we next a, year. Yeah, we have a bye week and then we play Rutgers. Woo! And then the gauntlet starts. We will lose to Ohio State. We will almost certainly lose to Penn State. Iowa, we almost got this year. Wisconsin, we almost got this year. Who knows what Minnesota is going to look like next year? I presume that that one's a loss. But there's a pathway to eight next year. It's not impossible. It's, it's tough. But it's not impossible to get to eight and four. I want to see. I just don't. There's just too many unknowns with how this team will look on the field That's next true. year. That's is true. is Frost going to switch up the play calling at all? Is he going to continue to ride or die with Amart? Are are we going to miss the three defensive linemen we're losing 
to... We'll be able to tell you after Central Michigan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I promise you that. Because we know what needs fixing. And if those two things don't change in the first two games, I almost think you could guess off the Purdue game. Oh, yeah. I'd be willing to make a bet on our record at the end off the Purdue game. But, yeah. All right. That's all I have to say. We're going to end up talking about it during the offseason plenty. Oh, absolutely. This is just the first of probably many looks ahead that we'll be doing throughout this 200-someday trek. But right now, there is still a season going on. Oh, you've actually got the bracket pulled up. Yes, I do. Nebraska volleyball is what this state needs to rally around. We're a volleyball school. We are are 110% a volleyball school. That's a lie. We're a debate school. <laughs> not with, <laughs> that's not what Western Kentucky has to say about that. Get out! Get out! <laughs> you do not mention Wiki in this room. I hate you. <laughs> no, it's a regular hat. If you had bought a Wiki hat, I swear to God, I'd kill you. <laughs> like if you ever actually go so far as to be like, ah, yeah, your life sucks now. Like, I- <laughs> we are the five seed in the Madison Regional. So the path to the Final Four will go through Wisconsin this year. Which is an interesting little um, yeah. happenstance. Yeah. Because, well, I actually think that it, it suits us to play Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. We've, we've Cause, lost cause... to them twice, but they've been decently close games both times. Oh, yeah. Uh... I think we scored 20 in every set, even though it was a sweep in our most recent contest against Wisconsin. And just looking at the bracket... Until we get to the regional final, number twelve Hawaii's the biggest name. We the big the largest seed we'd have to play in order to get to them. So if they just stay focused, like we should beat Ball State with no problem this Friday. Cause, mm-hmm. Right. Because what does anybody know about Ball State besides David Letterman? I didn't even know. Did he go there? Yeah, he did. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care. Yeah. And then we'll probably have Missouri next round. and Yeah, we should beat Mizzou yeah. in volleyball of all things. Not yeah. to mention that our team gets really good when the playoff comes around. Oh, absolutely. John yeah. Cook is a laser-focused individual when it comes to tourney time. Yeah. If, if, there's, clutch. if there's any like team this year who I think could avoid the Cinderella, just based on recent history, I'd say it would be us. Because some of the top seeds haven't really been like there as much as we have you know yeah texas and stanford definitely have but i don't recall wisconsin ever having a team this good so based on pure coaching experience i like our odds in this bracket i like our odds against anyone in the world on coaching experience Mm -hmm. the man's crazy good (laughs) and i think he wants at least one more before he quits and i don't think he has that much more time before he quits so we'll see yeah Especially after losing one last year, you know. Yes. That's mm-hmm. gotta. That's not what you want your last championship experience to be. No. Yeah, we'll certainly talk more as the, it goes on, but just want, but just to preview it, it's like should be looking good up until the Wisconsin game. Mm-hmm. But something else that's looking good, I don't know. Was that a good transition? No, it's not. But another thing that you've looked to as a distraction from this yeah. football season uh-huh. has been. Your strange obsession with this. What? Whoa. Okay, since since we are a sports podcast, I'm not judging anybody for their interests ever. 
Well, this is like the last type of show you'd expect someone who hosts this, who co-hosts a sports podcast to be obsessed with. You've you. I'm not obsessed. I'm watching it because my girlfriend started watching it, and her friend was watching it, and I watched like 15 minutes, and I was hooked because it is literally marketed to be like addictive entertainment. <laughs> Folks, we're talking about Love Island. Yes, we are. So for those who don't know, I'm going to let Justin kind of lead the sports section of the podcast. Yes, yes. Welcome to the culture section, um, where today we're talking about Love Island, a British TV show that is like if The, if the Bachelor was way better and much, much Britisher. Uh, so I have watched the first 15 episodes of the first season now. Um, Justin has watched... The first episode. episode. And I really... Justin's a funny, interesting person. This show is the most memeable thing I have ever seen on television. And I need to know Justin's thoughts. And if he hates it, we'll never watch it again. But I thought it would be fun to okay. uh, to chat about this. Yes. And to yes. Really diversify our content. Yeah, absolutely. So, I was first aware of this show thanks to C.O.N.O., so I oh no way really yeah okay I believe Poppy was the only C and we will get to what that means and highly questionable I assume sometime far later after this I'm one. sure we'll have a whole highly questionable yeah like, episode special someday but yeah and first thing you should know is that Justin the Nick of Time is a family podcast as yes. This is not a family, this is not a family show. show. It is TVMA for a reason. The the yep. the Brits's uh, standards aren't as uh, hard nosed as what they allow on primetime television here in America. Well, it wouldn't make the BBC, but uh, you know, it's um. It'll be on a channel there at least. Oh, it's on like Live Five or some weird <laughs> like British thing. Yeah, some weird British it's thing. It's not They're... Sky and it's not the BBC, so Americans don't know about it. <laughs> but uh, I don't even think most Americans know about Sky. Uh... So I go into this show. With basically ground floor expectations of, like, what I think a dating show is. And immediately when they introduce the guys who are going to be taking place on this island, <laughs> I hate every one of them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that's intentional. They all look the same to me. That's not true. Besides, besides look different. Two of them look different. Lewis and Jonathan look different. Those are the only two you will be able to Jordan see. looks Jordan the tattoo oh, guy. Oh, yeah, Jordy. Yeah. Jo- Jonathan Jonathan and the other four boys. Okay, picture this. You know the DJ duo of the chain smokers. You know how you don't know what they look like, but you have an idea of what they look like. Those four guys look like the chain smokers. That's true. Your image That's of true. them. That is absolutely Jonathan looks different. He's no, got he doesn't. Back hair. He's less ripped. Also, the thing is, the first episode is like all about setting up the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Because in Britain, the way that this works is you like like people watch this show every night. There's a new episode every night. It's not every once a week thing. Single night. The what? recaps are Sunday, and it's a whole recap of the week. So if you miss things, people will read up if they missed the night before. Or, or, like, used to DVR it and watch it. Like, it is a cultural event. More than The Bachelor, even. 
Um, folks are folks of all genders and races and things are obsessed with this <laughs> over there. Like it's it's weirdly the cultural zeitgeist, which is why it feels so intense. Because everyone watches this show, and as the show progresses, you will see that. Okay. And it has an effect on Be- the island. Because there is like a studio audience with, with, and I don't get that part of it. Like, what are those people there for to it just was watch that girl? A thing, and then there was recap a demand for it. Oh, really? People just like were one of the like they literally sit like the island is like two little halves connected with a bridge. If you look up the place, and like th- at certain points, the people on the actual island will walk over there and talk to the presenters. I so I don't know if you've ever heard of Biosphere, but Love Island. Reminds me of a trashy version of Biosphere. So Biosphere <laughs> you got the trashy part, right? Well, it's super trashy. It's super I, trashy. I enjoy. Like, for me, I that is part of the fun, is to make fun of all of these people. Oh, yeah, because they're all... Basically, the dudes, every single interview went the same. It's like, oh, I'm Lois. I'm 21 old. I'm unemployed. And That's I- not true. Okay. Lewis played for Arsenal, and now... I just a... use Lewis because every British guy has one of two names. It's either Lewis... Lewis Simon. Yeah, or something that begins with a J. That's not like Justin. Jordy. Yeah, it's like Jolly, Jolly, Joggy, Jumpy, Jarfy, Jobo, stuff like that. Those are the guys' names. Your British accent is the worst British accent I've ever heard. Oi! So... <laughs> so every guy, besides like Lewis, who plays for... Arsenal or used something. To. He used to. On their youth squad. And Jordan, who's like a construction worker, who's like 31. Yeah, Jordan's weirdly old for the show. Because, like, that's the other weird thing is the age gaps. Of, oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a European thing. But the people are the, on there, and it's like 18 to like 31. Yeah. Not that anyone actually spans that gap, but that's the age that they, like, allow. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone else is like, I'm unemployed, but I go to the clubs. And I like the ladies. And beds. <laughs> the beds. They call them all beds. And I live a lavish lifestyle, but I live with my parents. And there is a weird amount. But think about the kind of people who have the time to go on this oh, show. Oh, absolutely. Like, can you imagine actually doing this? That's the thing. Yes. And how differently that... you would act from all of the people on and, there. And, 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 and then with the girls... Who, 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 who's that one girl, Lauren, who's like, I'm a single mother, and I thought this would just that's, be... That's, um, that's Rachel. Rachel! Lauren, we stand Lauren. Oh, is Lauren the girl who broke up One Direction who nobody likes? Yes. Okay, she's my favorite so far. Lauren is the best. Yes. We will continue to stand Lauren if you continue to watch. Okay. Lauren is great. Because number one, she broke up One Direction, and no... Uh, journalist in me wants to say that's not actually true but for the for entertainment purposes yes and their solo careers have actually been not bad musically there's some some songs there's i quite enjoy so what call love island trashy and you're listening to zane's solo career okay zane has like one good song I'm, i'm i'm not talking about zane mostly i like i like harry's music harry is very good um who else was in that group Liam has like one good song. Same yeah, with Louis. Harry and Liam and the other two guys. Oh yeah, Niall's really good too. Shout out Niall Horan. So, yeah, Niall and Harry make pretty good music. So, yeah. So shout out to her for breaking them up. But okay, so the way this show works, I feel like we should explain. 
Yeah. The okay. actual, what these people are on an island right. for. So there's, I think it works out to be, there's there's six beds in the villa. So there's 12 people. Mm-hmm. Um, they all sign up from supposedly different backgrounds. <laughs> uh, and uh, they, uh, they go on this show. Uh, they all sh- the first episode they'll show up to the island. The, the guys meet the guys, and then they line all the guys up. <laughs> the guys very is awkwardly like a friggin' cattle call, which just for the memeage of watching the cringe of that. Oh, that entire segment was one of the cringiest things yeah. I have ever witnessed. And you in no way found that hilarious. I got some enjoyment out of yeah, that. I will absolutely. admit. I will admit, especially when. Okay, so how it works is they line up all the cattle guys, and then they have, like, some leaf in front of them, and then... It's a heart, you... Same thing! And then, and, and then they bring out the first girl, and they're like, okay, oh, pick... Oh, the first pick, girl is great, too. Pick, she's pick. Hannah, and she's Scouse, and which means just from Liverpool, which means she's got, like, this totally different accent and acts totally differently and smokes a pack a day. Uh, and then... <laughs> I love how you have, like... What? All the British stereotypes down to, like, places. All of their teeth are terrible. They are. They bad. really are. It's so bad. Yeah, they like... They have the world's loveliest teeth, but they're not that bad. I just love how it's like, oh, these people are just the perfect hotties, but don't look at their teeth. Right. It's amazing. An entire island that had an empire is just able to ignore that there's anything in each other's mouths. Yeah. Um, so, so... They're like, okay, walk towards the lad you fancy. No, it's they say, the guys get a chance. This is the most awkward part of it. Wait, wait, wait. The, I, I thought she could have just chose right away. But then... No. But then she was like, oh, I don't really know what to choose. But then the most awkward part comes when... So I, I guess I know that, but... Yeah, the, but the I guess she has to ask to that. the opportunities okay. to step forward. So there's, there's six guys lined up. There's one gal. They come in one by one. They stand there. These are people you're going to spend possibly months with, right? Uh, as the tagline of the show goes, it's going to be a long, hot summer. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah, this, this woman stands in front of these guys, and then they're like, all right, you dig this, chick. Step on up. Uh, and so sometimes people do, and sometimes, get this, no one does and so imagine being picked last for kickball except in love on national television in one of the most watched like live events that is not a sport in your entire country (laughs) the sheer horror that you must feel so the the one of the people that i am a fan of uh trust nick to turn everything into I treat things like sports teams. We stand Lauren. Uh, and Lauren, Lauren is definitely my favorite because literally none of... She was only seems like, like she might be a real human being. Yeah, she seems like she's an actual person. And number two, literally none of the guys went forward for no, her. And that was the most awkward moment. National television is like, right, what now? Even... Who's who's that meathead who went forward like Lewis, four times? Lewis! 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 Lewis, Lewis when... when, when when all every time before Lauren, when there was a girl who none of the other meatheads were gonna walk forward for, Lewis, who already had a girl, because he like jumped at the second girl who'd walked out twice. 
twice, 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 twice he left that girl for the girl who just came out of the tunnel. And, and then I, Lauren comes. Yeah, and then Lauren comes, and Lewis, the guy who's just been swapperooning these people, is just like, nah, mate, that, that I'm good. That doesn't stop for Lewis, by the way. Because uh, Lewis is a rather attractive fellow, I think. Yeah. You know. Well, when it comes to power ranking of the lads, I'd say Lewis is quite up. I, I know things, though. Because I watched half the season, and I know things that you don't know, and I don't want to say them. But, like, I rewatched the first episode today, and, like, literally, what, like, six hours of entertainment later? Because the first one's, like, an hour special. Yes. And then I think they have, like... Okay. So, so every episode is not an hour. No. They're like 30-minute bite-sized. Like, that's the thing I wanted to tell you. If you have apprehensions, we haven't gotten to your review. Okay. If you have apprehensions, th- this is a cultural event that you just watched. Mm-hmm. Where every like, they, they brought, they took that show away because the ratings had started to dip and they wanted to fill it with other things because it was in a primetime slot. And that's the only way the show works mm-hmm. is if it's in primetime and everyone watches it. Like, the last season of The Bachelor was really intense, and I feel like even if you didn't watch The Bachelor, people heard you heard about it through oh, yeah. people. Now, part of that was I was in college, and of course people here watch The Bachelor, because <laughs> of course they do. Um, but yeah, no, I think that if you didn't like the first episode, give I either give the second a try or skip forward to one. I can send you an episode where stuff goes down. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess now we kind of need your review. Here, okay, here's my review of it. There were times when I was very well enjoying that show. For a couple of reasons. Number one, I just like listening to British people Thank talk you. to each other. Thank you. Oh, this is... There this were is at least five points in that episode where I had no idea what they were saying. Well, Not a darn clue, and it was the best moment of tv we literally sit there and try and figure it out as a room like but linguistically it's awesome yeah since i uh, that brings me a very specific joy i get only with like ed orgeron yeah yeah that's ed and this is them on the show right and then they say things and it's like I'm from Burlton, and it's like, I'm clearly supposed to gather something from this, but I have no <laughs> earthly idea what it means to be from Bolton, so sure, like, we'll just figure that out as we go, and it turns out, oh, that means you're some backcountry hick, but I, I had some idea, uh, it helps to know English soccer, but, uh, you know, um. And then, the other positive is just, this show moves fast. Wait, you just wait, boy. Because, because it, because in twenty-four hours of real human time on the first episode, there had been like five breakups and five couple switches, and then they're gonna add two new people to the island for oh, one it's night. The Italians, right? Yeah, these Italian the twins. The Italian boys. Yeah, the, there's more groups. This is the shtick of the show. Oh, really? There are twelve spots. And there are constantly more than twelve people. Wait, wait. So, it's so not, so not everybody from the first episode will be will finish. No, hardly any. What? If you go wire to wire, it's considered just insane. Because here's the thing. So I'm gonna have people, to stare at those Italian say, twins again. Not necessarily. Okay, good. Voted off. This is why. Wait, wait, wait. So, so 
Okay, so the entire how you win is that you're the viewer's favorite couple. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you always have to be in a couple, whether whether you like the person uh, you're coupled with or not. Not true. Not necessarily Okay, true. so from the first episode, that's what I got to from survive, it. To survive, once you get to certain points, typically the end of the week, you know, everyone watches this on a Friday night and then goes out and gets smashed and talks about it. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, I yeah. love how high we're peaking. <laughs> I know the whole segment is just a green wall of beats. And we... Oh, we have like 10 more minutes. Yes. Okay. And I have an hour worth of things to say about this show. Yes. So, so, <laughs> so after like an entire 24 hour day of just now you have to switch. No, I don't fancy you no more. They bring in these but two. Fancy is just so much better than like. Because like when we were in grade school, which is what this show feels like, when you're in like. Early high school and late junior high, it's like, she likes you. Which is such a crappy way of, like, saying what that actually means. But when you're like, oh, she fancies you, it's like, oh, that actually, like, is a separate word made for this that is not stupid. Like, it isn't just like, oh, man, she digs you. Like, what the hell does that mean? But, like, fancies, okay, we've got it. We've filled a linguistic gap here. Yes. And where are we? Oh, yeah. So... They bring in these two Italian people. I have a point I want to make about them, which is they're these Italian twins, and they she spent the host of this show interviews them for like five minutes. You listen to that? Oh, Hulu I, has a skip button for a reason, bud. Oh, I I thought I was supposed to listen no, to that. Oh no! Here's the thing. Does this nobody show, listen to those? Justin, this show is made for stupid people. So, <laughs> stupid people with short attention spans who need as many segments as possible. You can skip entire segments, and they will definitely talk about what just happened. Thank God. Feel totally free anytime they Woo! go to the couch, unless it's an elimination thing, and you are a smart enough human being because you remember to breathe every day, which tells me you're a smart enough human being that says, oh, wait. I can skip around to this show. You can skip entire episodes. If you don't want to watch, find the recap and watch the recap of the last. No, if you want to be that makes me feel so much better. All of the media, yeah, it is a lot. So, like, I honest to god didn't watch the first five episodes. Okay, so I had them explained to me. Should I just skip to the recap then? But I'll 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 watch the next one because I'm just sort of intrigued to see what these Italian people do. Oh, because because they're like the world's hottest twins, and yet only one of them is cute for some reason. I know, and they're supposed to be identical, but they're not. And they're not. Look at these hot Italian identical twins, and it's like they're definitely fraternal twins because one of them is ugly as hell. He is. He's honest to God. I've stepped on gum that looked better than this dude. Absolutely. And I thought the British had bad teeth. I know. These guys, chompers on those guys. These he eats a bowl of hammers every breakfast, let me tell you. So, I'm intrigued to see how they shake things up. I knew you would have entertaining things to say about this show. Like, I, just, I felt it in my soul. Because, that, yeah. That verified is beautiful. Yeah, so after the first 20 minutes of just the introductions and listening to the dialogue, I'm like, okay, this is probably how it's going to peak. But, like, because... Because with shows like that, like, the first episodes are almost always, like, have a special sort of magic to them. And then, because that's when you meet everybody, and it's all new, and it's all fun. And then, as time progresses, you slowly hate them. So I'm like, uh, okay. And then, like, halfway through the episode, I'm like, 
I'm, I'm kind of liking this. Thank you. I knew you would like it. I, I'm just I, like I, you are the kind of it's, 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 it's got it's, the right amount of meminess. It's got the right amount of just like pure human drama. Like this is the thing. I like that it attacks me from eighty different angles. I am emotionally invested. I am comedically. <laughs> I am now watching it in a group of people who are like, "Did you get some? Okay, I have to get some person we can talk about them because oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." There is legitimate moments, heartstrings. You learn things about these people. You grow with them, and they grow incredibly slowly, which means you do not feel challenged at any moment. There is very little thinking required, but thinking is optional. If you would like to have it, I I, I was just basically tuning in, like. Uh, with that episode after the whole selection thing happened because the selection thing was to me the point where it kind of turned into like this is entertaining to me and, oh, and then from there on out I, I was just watching to see when Jonathan would talk to people because his accent his voice yeah his but, voice is just so it's not northern it's not southern there's english it, there's, i literally can't pinpoint what it sounds like. like there's a person talking in a normal american accent but while that person's talking there's a separate person standing next to them just goes Arrgh! and then you mash those two sounds together and you get his <laughs> voice Jonathan, season one. Yeah. Of Love so if there's one thing that's going to keep me coming back, it's Jonathan because I like him. He's a lovable dude, man. Him and he... Anna work great together. And Please tell me they finish together. I've only seen up to episode 15. Because he's the one dude who stayed loyal so far. Like, why am I into this? Why am I? You're welcome. Why, why am well, I? Though I've cursed you, but I've blessed you. Why you did know? I just say, oh, he's into them. I hope they stay together. Why do I have these feelings for these people? I hate every one of them except Jonathan and Lauren. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't even like Hannah, but because of her association with Jonathan, I am yes. like Hannah. Oh, I hate this show. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> I hate this show. I'm going to watch it again was exactly what I said after the first episode. Because they added the twins. And I hate the twins so much. I want to see it end. I want to see it end badly for the ugly twin. That's why I'm going to watch. Please tell me he leaves soon. Please tell me Mr. I Eat Hammers. Mr. John Piccolo or whatever his last name is. <laughs> it's like Picorino or some crazy yeah. crap like that. Like the names are even weird. So, I guess, will you at all continue watching this show at any point? Probably. <laughs> the thing is, though, I'm not good at binging. No, I'm not great at it either. So, uh -oh. so I will probably watch, like, four episodes and then just hit a wall for yeah. a while. If you get bored, skip to the recaps. Okay. Or, well, it's 3.20. I have to go to class. All right. How do I so, stop this? There we go.